What's going on, my beautiful people? Welcome back to Daryl's Daring Thoughts. I'm hoping you guys having are having a great day. Again, that was my sister, Tasha Marie. Uh, that was her song, Euphoria, off her album, Love Journey. So go cop that. While you're listening to this podcast, I want you guys to understand that I'm going to be as transparent as possible about myself, my life, my situations, what I view in the world. And I just encourage you to also be transparent in your thoughts and in your daily life. Um, it seems as though transparency has took a back seat in 2019. And I encourage you to be transparent in your life to others, to yourself. Sometimes it's hard and difficult to be transparent. I get it. But transparency, I believe, is what we need to be able to have a better life and better relationships with each other. So just note that when you're listening to this, I'm going to force you to be transparent as I will be with you. And today I have an amazing guest. I'm so excited about this guest I have today. Her name, well, I call her Sasha, but her partial government name is Tasasha. I'm not going to say her whole name. But her name is Tas. I'm gonna say it. Tasasha Jemison. Hey, Sasha. Hey, <laughs> Kadero. What's up, boo? I am so excited, man. I you swear. are. I'm like, yes. Listen. Finally. When I, <laughs> you guys don't know her. Um, well, some of you do, but she, me, and her have known each other. Yikes. Since seventh grade. Since seventh Washington grade. Washington Junior High School. Washington. We've known each other since the seventh grade. And so we've known each other for a long time. And when I tell you, we have some great memories together. One of them is that this girl will make you laugh at every damn thing you can think of. She's forever laughing at something. Listen, you got to though. You got to. You got to. But when I said I was going to do this podcast, I had to find some episode for her to come on because when I tell you this girl is the CNN of Facebook. Listen, I got all the opinions. <laughs> she got she got them all. With barely facts. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> I look for some facts most of the time, but I got a lot of opinions. Yeah, and it's like personal opinions. There ain't nothing wrong with it. But she, when I can tell you she's coming with dissertation statuses, like her statuses be so long, I have to just look at the beginning, <laughs> middle, and end because I can't. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm not reading all this, but I know she making some sense in this. Listen, you're not the only one that take, like messages me inbox like, I'm not reading all of that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what I say. And I'm like, you read it all. You read it all because you know you had to read it all. I had to. And me and hubby going in and on Facebook. Me and hubby going in. But it's love, though. It's love. It's love because we've, we've known each other for too long for, for that. But it's love. And, you know, it's never... Like, I will be like, oh, I can't stand what the hell she's talking about right now. But I get where she's coming from. It's just that that's just how we are. And because we do that on Facebook every chance we get, I had to bring her on here to, you know, shine some light on some serious topics I wanted to address with you guys. Um, The first thing we're going to talk about is something that has been really strong and heavy on my heart. And I call it the Black Code of Silence. I don't know what it's called for real. That's just a title I gave it. It's probably called something else. But I call it the black hole of silence, a.k.a. Um, black, pe- black people don't snitch or whatever. Or we don't snitch on each other's or, you know, niggas don't snitch. Whatever you want to call it, that's what I feel it is. So I wanted Sasha to come on and talk to us, um, talk with you guys and me about why does it feel like when 
black people do crime or do some type of injustice to one another, we don't have the same reaction from when a white person does it to us. And I don't, you know, uh, she feels strongly about this in different ways than I do, but that's why I thought I wanted to bring her in to talk about this. And how do you, what, what are your first thoughts when I, what were your first thoughts when I said, Sasha, I want to talk to you about this, this black code of silence, why it feels like we don't, we don't say anything to each other when we do some crazy stuff to one another. Well, you know, my first thought was like, mm, I disagree. <laughs> But I understand where you're coming from. Okay. I don't think that we are more silent with one another than with other people. I think when specifically white, because, you know, there's this always. It's To us, black and white people are the number two top people with the issues that we care about. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about Asians, Latinos, Latinos, and any other culture. It's black and white. Mm-hmm. So, so when we, when we experience injustices from white people usually they're more an authority figure so my point of view is that they are in position of authority and they should treat everybody equally okay so yes we're gonna yes we're gonna go at them and tell them when they're doing wrong because they hold more responsibility with 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 more responsibility you have um with more authority you have more responsibility right 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 so we want to hold a people people accountable, right? But within the our race, to me, crime is uh, proximity. It's always going to happen. Period. So somebody's going to kill somebody. You know, usually when a wife dies, the first thing they check out is the husband because it's usually proximity. Who's closest to you? Anybody that um, breaks in your house is usually somebody you know. That's true. Type of thing. That's true. There are stats out there, but you know. But so that's that's why I I say I don't believe that we go more harder. I think it's just because they have so much responsibility, it hurts more. Okay. And so that's my point of view. From so you're basically saying that, and 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 I see what you're saying because it does seem like when a white person does something to us, it is from a a, it's a power dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's always a power dynamic. It's not the it's not you're not going to you're not going to see that the the black boy that got shot in his car was because his white neighbor pulled him out the car and shot him. It seems like you're never going to see it from that perspective of a, of the the playing field being even exactly with the casual or with with the headlines. There's always a superior. Um, it's it's always the white person has a superior stance over the the person the the African American that they harmed or that they harassed or that they killed. And yes, and, and mostly it's rooted in racism. Yes. So, and you know how we all feel about racism. So, yes. and everybody, every black person deals with it almost on a daily basis. So it's, it's more that, okay, my boyfriend, he punched me in the face, you know, but if a white guy at the store because he thought he should have been in line in front of me decides to punch me in the face. That idea is like, that's not natural and that's right. not normal. So it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, even though p- my husband punching me in the face shouldn't be normal either, right. but it makes more sense because you have a relationship and you know, it's like, okay, so they yeah. were arguing, it escalated. They know each other, but then some randomness, like one little thing pissed you off. Usually the husband has been like, 
a, a few things <laughs> right. that didn't piss you off. And then you're like, I just slapped, because she got on my nerves. I slapped in the face. But a random, like, one-time thing, like, oh, I deserve to be in front of the line with you or any any small, especially, like, road rage. Yes. Where yes. They, 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 like, it's, I experienced it in, when I was at Jackson State. I was um, going to a red light, but he was coming out of an alley. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't leave that space open, which I didn't have to because it wasn't one of those alleys where you should leave space open for anybody that comes through. And... He was upset, so because there was, was a, no, it was no way for him to keep going through to come to come out and make that turn that right. he wanted to. Right. So he came, clipped my car, and called me a nigger, nigger, not nigger, nigger. Right. And I was <laughs> there's a difference. I was in shock, and my friend was in. The, she's like, follow him, and so I followed him on the phone with the police. Oh, we couldn't find him. The, the, the you know the whole right shebang. But right. he hit my car and he uh scraped part of my car so that was a hit and run basically it was but the police didn't care and i was in jackson mississippi because you know i went to school in jackson yes so shout out hbcu right Uh, but it's like that was uncalled for because you could have had patience to wait or and because somebody was behind me oh they never have patience i couldn't pull back so it wasn't like i was intentionally trying to inconvenience you right but to usually experiencing racism and things like that from White people, it's always like, you should be the one that's inconvenienced, not me. Right. And that's just not normal. Like, it don't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? It's really, it's really, it really has me, I'm concerned at this point because it's, it happens at, like you said, little things. Even me Ubering and I have a green light. And you are going to, they they will walk across the street and look at you like, you better not hit me. And it's like they'll have a look about it. Like, like I'm in the wrong for driving at my green light when you're not even supposed to be walking. Like, you don't you dare touch me. Don't you dare hit me. And I actually will hit you. I've hit a couple of people and kept going. Because <laughs> oh I, I have. I surely have. And that's why my license plate is a darker, like, never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell all my secrets, but I, I will. I will hit you. I will get close enough to because you're. It's. It's like if the if the roles were reversed and that was me walking. It it, it feels like as us black people, we have been we have been held down by our necks for hundreds of years, and yet we are still being told that we need to be have grace. Yeah, we're the ones that still we need to have grace. We need to. We need to be, just, it's okay, just relax. We need to be the pray calm ones. It. We need to pray about it and be relaxed. You would think we would be the ones that are doing all the mass shootings in this country. Like, it still baffles my mind that white men are angry. What you mad about? Why you mad? Uh, well, why, why are you mad? You know, I mean. Why, why are you going around under- shooting up everybody? I understand that they feel like their space is being taken because at first black people didn't have any right to do anything. Right. So the opportunities were insane. What white white women couldn't even vote so and work. And then so black people were even beneath that. Right. So when women got the opportunity, they was like, Okay, we kinda cool. You know, it ain't too too big. Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't messing with our flow. Then when black people got free and start going into these opportunities and didn't even have to go to college because they were already creating on on the on the fields, on the cotton fields, all the inventions that helped them press on 
were invented by black slaves who didn't go to college and whose whose language they barely even spoke because they couldn't even speak their na- native language. Mm-hmm. So they had to adjust to the language that they were in, which was, I'm assuming it was like English, but I'm pretty sure it was broken English because look at all the movies and how they interpret how black people spoke. But they still understood things naturally. Right. So now that you get all these opportunities, it feels like they are getting, they're trampled on. And in their mind, no one has the right to trample on me. I am the Omega, the Alpha right. and the Omega. Even though, even though the reason they have opportunities is because of us to begin with. A- absolutely. You know, and like, you know, one, one thing that really irritates me about what, like the thing I just said about how we, it still feels like we have to have grace is like, one thing that, like, Michelle Obama, she said something a while ago about when they go low, we go high, that, you know, all that bullshit. And I think what people misunderstand <laughs> with that is it's not about when they go low, we go high in, in the aspect of we always go high. We, always. We, we've always gone high. Always. I mean, me personally, when they go low, I go lower. And, I, and, on a, on, on, and as I'm going lower, I'm kicking them under the foot so they can go lower than me like i'm taking bring your ass down with me because i am tired of us always having to be the graceful ones in the goddamn situation oh listen i i care not do you hear me the i i would want to be let's digress and and let's go and and let's keep going yeah yeah yeah. to our next thing so the biggest thing in this topic that i wanted to talk to you about was the the whole culture shift with the me too movement and you know, which I have to say first, the Me Too movement, to me, started off as an amazing thing. It's something that needed to be discussed. It's something that's been going on forever, even though it's been going on with black people and their families forever. And it's it's been, it's, my thing with the Me Too movement is various things. It's, I feel like black women have been talking about the Me Too movement forever. But it seems as though as soon as a white woman wanted to really brought it out now it's a whole movement when I, it seems though black women have been crying crying about this for years now that it's important because white a, a white face said it so that's normally how things go and usually and i i don't want to get too deep into this part that i'm about to say but with black women and white women that's where we bump heads at it's because when i say something you mind your business but when it's something you should you want to say say something about thinking it's it's important you say well it involves both of us so you should help me and so black women have to bend down and let you on the on our backs to get up thinking that it's for the both of us Mm -hmm. but then once you get up there okay thank uh, barely a thank you right and they won't acknowledge anything they won't they won't tell you they won't speak out for you or anything and that's where things get fuzzy and that's where the anger comes in and i think that that's what happened right now with the me too movement with uh, tarana burke who started it she's having issues with it seems as though a lot of the white women are tr- women are trying to take it over mm-hmm. and she's having issues with the me too movement and the women's march and those people they're trying to they're trying to turn the movement into something that she did not want it to become. And I truly think that her her taking partnership with them was the wrong move. I understood why she did it because mm-hmm. she needed that voice. 
And she needed the platform. She needed the platform. Yes. That's what I meant. Thank you. And I feel as though now that she she they gave her the platform, they're trying to take it out of her hands. And it's going back into that whole thing where if the whole Me Too movement is about women and women being hurt and women being abused or women being whatever, there it's now becoming, well, white women and then black women. So now it's doing something that it wasn't supposed to do. It was about women. It's divisive now. Now it's divisive. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. but but naturally that's what that's what ha- that what that is what happens when and I I I, I don't like disclaimers, but I'm going to put a disclaimer. When I say white people or white women, it's not necessarily saying everyone because right. we understand as an adults and thinking people that everyone in a race or group is not the same. Right. But in general and based on experience with white white people, it's always when you um allow them into a space they don't just sit there to support. They have to benefit somehow some way. Mm. And so now every time they were like, "Well, it's divisive and you're trying to separate." No, hear me. You have to hear me, and you can hear me without participating. You just give your support mm-hmm. and clap for me and put your money in, right. and then let me progress without right. you having to say, hey, wait for me. Remember me? Because we've done that all, this whole time. Right. And we, right. we we never once said, like, well, remember when or we did this and we did. Well, yes, we do. Anyway, but because we don't get the recognition, we don't, we don't. And, so and, when we and we so don't benefit we t- from the progress either. Exactly. So that's when we say, "Hey, remember me?" Is when we don't when we don't get the same benefits after we did the work. Right. Of course, white women gonna get the benefits because white is the first p- people that get the benefits of anything that's progressive. Right. Black people always get the crumbs of it. So why do they have to take over anything? Right. And so when I was so with the whole Me Too thing that um the Me Too thing that is troubling that, that that's now troubling me is that when it first came out and it was first going really hard, they were really going after Harvey Weinstein. Um, because that's the person who kind of started the whole movement. Yeah. You know, that's the 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 I'm not one hundred percent sure if he's the reason that the movement started, but that's the one that that his, his situation is what caused the the most outrage. No, he was equal to Bill Cosby in a way. Right. And but not only he, but that. he but he was before Bill. Well, yes. Bill actually Bill started before um Harvey Weinstein, but it was low key. It took it was developing low key, but it seems like Harvey Weinstein just took everything by storm. It's because he had uh celebrity faces attached to his victims. Like Bill Cosby didn't have celebrity women attached to his face, but the what was the model name? The oh, old child. white woman that um, came Jan- out of Janice, Janice Dickinson. Janice Dickinson. And so that kind of helped with the Bill Cosby thing to, you know, give it some airtime. But Harvey Weinstein had literally at least 10 famous women attached to his, and they were white women. Right. So they said, okay, this is a problem. We have to solve it before it gets out of hand. Right. Because, um, like, Bill Cosby issue actually started back in 2005. And that's when we graduated high school. Yeah. And but he was he was he was well that's when we started knowing but he was in it yeah that's when we started knowing about it but it was like it was slowly tricking trickling around throughout you know everybody was whispering about it people started 
really paying attention to the things he did in his past. It seemed like the Harvey Weinstein happened overnight as far as the media, as far as how it just came out the blue. And just having the know of it. And just having the know of it. Because Bill Cosby and like R. Kelly too, you always heard like whispers. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I didn't hear any whispers of Bill Cosby until like things start really popping off. Me too, honestly. So, and I have to be honest about that. R. Kelly, you know, you heard her, I heard it when I was younger, but to me it didn't register in my head. I saw that tape. Because I, you know, I seen it was rumors. I saw the tape. I didn't see the tape. So the fact that this man is having sex with underage girls in a tape that's being sold when that's actually child pornography and you can go to jail for that. But anyways, I saw it, but we're, we're going to talk about R. Kelly in a second, but, but Harvey Weinstein, what, what he's, what the issue I had with that, it was Bill Cosby's in jail mm-hmm. and I have to be honest. And I told you this, the, um, the, the Bill Cosby case, I do think Bill Cosby was guilty in his actions, but from a legal standpoint, Bill Cosby's case didn't make sense to me. Me either. I, just, I read the legally, it just didn't make not no bit of damn sense to me. I, from what I read when I was going through, because I kind of admire Bill Cosby because we share the same birthday, and so I was like, "Oh my God, no!" And then a hundred people came out, and then twelve thousand, and I was just like, "Okay, so um." Yes, I'm wrong. But when I read it, it just, to me, it seemed so manipulative. And mm-hmm. then the fact the fact that he even went to jail, to me, I just think it was due just to, you know, satisfy the public. Because I didn't think. Well, you know, just an allegation alone already makes you guilty in the public eye. And I don't think that's fair. Because if it was an older, unfamous black or white man that that age with those issues they would have probably put him on house arrest or and especially what how it was he was only found guilty for one case to my knowledge it was just the one case i think it was the, right. it was the school teacher one exactly because that was the most recent one and, right. and it was still in the statute of limitations right so yeah and then the questions, but, the way they ask the questions seem manipulative when they say, have he, has he ever given someone any uh, drugs? And he said, yeah, but to them, to me, I think they s- took that as I gave it to him unwillingly. Mm-hmm. They never asked that question. Did you like slip a drug into somebody? Right. They didn't ask that. They just asked him, has he ever given drugs? Now, let me tell you, people and do drugs. And, and, and let's, let's take it back. In the 70s, when some of this happened, that's all they were doing. Is popping pills and, 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 drinking. and drinking. That's all they were doing back there. That was the rock style oh, life. Oh, shooting up too. That's exactly. That's the rock style life everyone was living. So, and I'm again, I'm not. We're not trying to take away from women's stories or women's experiences or anything like that. I, we're just trying to equate how it does. It feels different when two things. When the media gets involved in it, it it, it goes above and beyond mm-hmm. with. You know, now how can he get a free trial? How can he actually get a a, a, a trial, and um, when he's already been tried in the court of public opinion, everybody, you can't sit down with no jury and say, you know, because they're supposed to ask these juries these questions. Have they been on the news? Ha- have and you been on the news? That's how you quickly... Have you been on social media? Have you seen yeah. anything? Can't nobody say no. Can't nobody say no. You've seen this, especially with social media. You've seen it on your Facebook, like Instagram. When they, when they start preparing for this R. Kelly trial, I don't know how you gonna find any type of jury. 
Uh, yeah, right. I don't know how you're going to find out. Even when if what they was going to do to Jesse Smollett, everything was already out there. So my thing is, when you when you put them when you let the media get involved in it, it seems as though they rush to judgment just to satisfy the people and to make a point. But my thing is, you made that point with Bill Cosby, but Harvey Weinstein, we haven't heard anything else about. And you know what? I particularly think it's part, it's kind of black people's fault. Because, hmm. and, and, and hear me Let out. Let me hear you out. So black people are very emotional beings. We gravitate and hold on to a situation, whether we agree with it or disagree with it. This is culturally speaking. We are very emotional, emotional people. And we, we are loud. We are, we are boisterous. And we, we give our opinions. We're not shy about it. And white culture, they are not, in, they, they, they don't gravitate to news stories or and make quick decisions okay they are very reserved even though they might be judging you up and down they don't do that so in my opinion black people kind of like push like situations to a conclusion faster than white people do okay so white people gonna take their time and you know and then again black people we make we have this savior mentality. Yeah. So, and I believe that, you know, 79% of blacks in America are, consider themselves Christians. Mm-hmm. So, and we all know if you have a religion, that faith base is rooted in you and how you make decisions. And we have this savior mentality of just making one person this perfect being. And so we just gravitate that and we hold on to that. Yeah, we do. And then that's and then we get disappointed when they do something wrong. We can't think clearly. We like he the devil, send him to hell, it's time to go. And that's where that counseling uh thing comes from as well. We don't take our time, we don't wait for the information, we just jump to conclusions. This is true. And so with the white culture, the reason why Har- Harvey Weinstein, because they're taking their time. They're going to let the... the, the uh, they let the, things play out. They let the government make their decision, the court make their decisions. And and they're very particular about how they say and what they say mm-hmm. so that it can come off how they want it to come off. That's true. So, I mean, I can't be mad at them going ahead to judge and jury black folks versus the white people because... We definitely do become the judge and jury very quickly we 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 very quick to cancel somebody mm-hmm. come angels the devils everything okay that's true so how about okay so we 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 see the things that have happened with you know um bill cosby is a legend mm-hmm. we grew up to the bill cosby show and you know bill cosby the, the cosby show was probably one of the first shows that brought a family, a, a black family with a father and a mother in the in the household, both successful in the household. Educated, very educated. She was a lawyer. He was a doctor, and they had a family balance. And they had a a, a family balance. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that for real. You know, when we, you know, the generation before us, my mother, that you know, they had good times, but they were struggling. You struggling. Know, they were struggling. The daddy wasn't in the house all the time. He died early he died. from complications. Oh my god. They had a two bedroom so and all that. all seven of them, <laughs> all two hundred of them slept in the same room. Mm-hmm. And we like you coming out the same bed. So the Cosby Show, we actually saw you know a, a family that we could that we want to become, uh-huh. and you know we could look up to. And then all this stuff started coming out about him, and 
pause with that with um R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a musical genius. We can't take anything away from I, I refuse to take away that he's a musical genius. And I find it extremely hard for people to see how they can separate the artist from the man. What are your thoughts about that? Okay. So my answer is really confusing because the artist and the man is are one. Okay. They are the same person. Okay. And we have good things and bad things in us. Period. Okay. And I also believe that if you don't if you can't trust someone and if you don't agree with them, you shouldn't support them because then that plays to your character. I don't think you should separate, but I also think you should take into, into consideration your priorities. And if it's something that you're like, it's not a big deal to me and I'm going to continue support. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. So in your, so um, just correct me if I'm wrong. You're basically saying that, you know, if, if the person is, doing something wrong that you just don't agree with it's okay going forward to not from your perspective yes. to not support them yes the problem that people are having is you know as soon as the whole thing with bill cosby thing they took you know they took bill cosby off of off of tv they took the cosby show off of tv they took a lot of things off of where you can't download it or anything no more and, and, and i and i don't think that's for anybody white black because is the shows are not a one man show, right? Like there are other, and it's it's a fantasy world anyway. That's not his life, so you're not supporting him. I mean, he he still will get a check, you know. But all of those other other actors and everything, and all those writers still get those checks, and it's still a good show. It is like, and I don't uh, I with that I don't agree with. I mean, if it convicts you, and this is I'm not gonna tell you what convicts you or not. A lot of people say seems as if they think this is what they're supposed to do mm. instead of actually doing what they believe in their heart is the right thing to do. Do you think people are f- feel pressured? Yes. Because if, like, if somebody heard this thing, I'm like, oh, look at this. You know, she she gonna steal this to R. Kelly. She ain't supporting women and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, when, when I see something rolling in the street with a man and a woman or a young girl and a man, I'm the first one to say, hey, right. what, what's going on? So how about, um, just real quick, let's dive into the, um, the police, the violence with, um, the po- uh, police. Um, the one thing that I just wanted to see that I heard mm-hmm. that I wanted to make aware to people is just that how we, a, a recent statistic, um, that I saw was saying how the number, one of the, one of the top causes of death by black men is police brutality and so this and i I got the article and this article spread over a lot of official news Mm -hmm. so the title is police violence a leading cause of death for young men young men and reading reading through the article this is all young men white black puerto rican and it's not it's not the top five Mm -hmm. but it's so alarming that it's in the top 10. Right. And so that means all the health, like uh, heart disease, uh, cancer, um, prostate cancer, it's up with those numbers. That's Even insane. It's in the list. It doesn't mean that we're dying at the, the same number of rate as those. Okay. But it's still up there. Right. 
So my question for you and what made me start this whole topic was, it seems as though, you know, I, I what you just told me is very disturbing and I get, you know, Black Lives Matter and all the things that happen because of it. But also just, you know, living in Chicago, you know, Chicago has a um, quote unquote, a lot of violence and, you know, we're still not the number one place of violence, even though the media s- portrays us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems as though we don't see the same outrage when little baby girl Aaliyah, um, two years old, was hit by a stray bullet. And that's just from my perspective. I don't see the same outrage from the community when Laquan McDonald was shot 16 times in the back. Are we sending a message? My question to you, are we sending a message that Laquan McDonald's life mattered more than baby girl Aaliyah? I don't think so. Okay. Because, I mean, it's, there are things that it's, unfor- it's a, a unforeseen circumstance. Mm-hmm. I can see if uh, the baby girl was intentional. Mm-hmm. So she was usually like when police come busting your door, they don't know how many kids there. They shoot the kid in the head, all of that. That's an unforeseen circumstance. So you, know? you basically, so just real quick. So you're saying that the Laquan McDonald situation because it was not necessarily that it wasn't because it wasn't intentional shooting. He murdered that boy. Like just plain and simple. Yes. So because that happened, the situation with quote unquote, and there's no baby girl, Aaliyah, the dad, I'm just using this name because I like the name Aaliyah. A little two year old Aaliyah getting shot by a stray bullet. That still is sad in itself and, Mm -hmm. and it needs to be addressed. But because there was no really intent behind that for her to get hit. Right. And this was done by a superior white man. It kind of, not that it's more important, but it it's a bigger issue. It's it's more alarming because when you put somebody in the position, not they are in a position to take care of everybody, right? But in in the article, it says black black young men are twice as uh, likely to be killed by police than white, which is very alarming. Twice. So if you think about a white boy, one white boy, and a cop. You gonna get, you gonna wait for about five more white boys before they get killed. With a black, with a black boy, that first black boy is the possibility of him getting killed when he get pulled over by a cop. He's going to die. The police, it's not forced. This is a job you take on. This is an oath. This is an oath. Right. That you take on. You have the responsibility. Hold, hold that responsibility down. You can't you can't just let it go by the wayside because of how you feel. Well, I think that's a good end note right there. Step down. Well, Sasha, I appreciate you for coming through for this very good episode. Is this your first time podcasting? Yes, this is this, crazy. This, yes, we just popped her little podcast cherry up in this piece. Pop, and you did really good. Thank Who you. Did you, I? Brought, you did. You brought some great information. So, um, and she's coming back. She's going to be here for our next episode. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about, 
on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. Um, but again, you guys listen to this episode. I mean, we gave you some good information here and some things to think about. You know, can you separate the artist from the man? Should you have to? Should you feel pressured by people to have to do that? You know, do you still want to listen to the music? Go ahead. Believe you can fly. Go and do what you got to do. But we want people. I just want you to take away some something from this episode. So thanks for listening. And we'll check with you guys later.